Hey dear, I am so happy you're here. My name is Courtney, and I'm a wife, a toddler mom, and an aspiring entrepreneur. When I first became a mama, I thought I knew what I was doing, but boy was I wrong. The woman that I was in that first year is just a little bit different than the woman and the mom that I have become in this second year, and that's because I have become obsessed with personal development. If you hang with me, I promise that together we will figure out how to replace self-doubt with confidence, uncertainty with consistency, and we're even going to try to conquer the comparison game. So if you're ready to chase your own dreams, even after chasing around a little one, then you're in the right place. This is Chasing Courage. gosh, I need to stop doing this to myself. So it is again a Tuesday and I am recording my episode for Wednesday. This is so not like me. I'm not a procrastinator. Perfectionist, yes. Procrastinator, no. (laughs) And neither of those, uh, procrastinator or perfectionist, is a badge that I want to wear proudly. But the the waiting until the last minute thing is becoming a regular thing and I am not um, proud about that. If any of you have any tips or tricks on how I can get better at this, uh, get out of this new routine I have created for myself, please um, send me some guidance because this is not working for me. (laughs) Anyways, I do want to um, dive into just a little tiny bit of small talk before we dive into our episode topic, which is the second pillar of courage. Um, For the second pillar of courage this week, we are going to explore leadership and This week is going to be another solo episode, so it'll just be, you know, you, me, and the mic diving into what leadership is all about, and then for the next two weeks and the um, next two pillars of courage, we're going to have back-to-back interviews, which is so exciting. Um, I am so, so excited to introduce you guys to two of my favorite podcasters and um, absolutely amazing women, so I just can't wait for you guys to experience the the content and the conversations that I'm going to have coming up for you for the rest of this this courage series. So anywho, um, um, I can't believe I just said anywho. Ew, that is, I do not like that word. (laughs) All right. So anyhow, I just wanted to share a little bit of what's going on in my personal um, life just because I love it when you guys share with me and I just wanted to be a little transparent as to why I'm able to record um, right now on a Tuesday afternoon. So typically, um, if I was to wait to record or edit the day before my podcast is you know, set to go live, I would be having to do it in the evening. Um, because, you know, I did get a, a new job a couple weeks ago and I'm gone for 10 hours um, during the day because I have a half hour commute to to the workplace, half hour commute back um, and then an hour lunch break. So five days a week, Monday through Friday, I'm gone for 10 hours of my day. But so far, I, I'm really enjoying my new job and I am here today at 11.20 in my home office because over the weekend, um, I started to feel pretty crummy. 
and I don't know like if you guys can hear it in my voice at all and I actually I might cough a couple times throughout this episode but knowing me I'll probably go back and edit that out but so I started to feel crummy on Saturday morning Sunday was super rough um I mean to the point where Monday morning I woke up and I thought I can't go to work with these symptoms due to the world that we live in right this this global pandemic that's happening too many of my symptoms aligned with the symptoms that they are notating for the coronavirus. And like, if I'm being completely honest, I don't believe that I have coronavirus. But again, like we just have to be extra cautious right now, I feel. And, you know, so I sent an email to to my supervisor and to HR um, at my new job. And again, I'm only two weeks in. So I, I hate to do this, but I also just wanted to be like, you know, tell me what do you want me to do? And of course, they wanted to um, operate on the side of caution. And they said, yeah, you know, you need to go get looked at. And, you know, we don't want you to return until you have a clear from the doctor. So yesterday, which would have been Monday, um, I went to my local walk-in clinic and they swabbed me. And the thing that really sucks is that they're saying the turnaround time for these tests, uh, at least where I live right now, is anywhere from three to seven days. And uh, I mean, I don't know, like I I, I pretty much have every single symptom um, except for the fever, which some people are saying like, oh, the fever is a dead giveaway. Like if you have the fever, that means you have the virus. Other people are saying, well, no, not necessarily because you literally have every other symptom like the headache, the congestion, um, the cough, a little bit like shortness of breath. Um, It's hard for me, right, because I suffer from the anxiety. So I straight up told the doctor, I was like, I don't really know how to differentiate uh, sometimes between what's my anxiety uh, shortness of breath and what's like real true uh, shortness of breath. But um, yeah, so it's been like a crappy like three to four days. Um, I truly am pouring all of my energy, physical and mental, into this podcast episode for you guys right now. Um, So I really hope that it doesn't come across that I feel kind of poopy. And, um, you know, I will, I'll be sure to let you guys know, um, you know, over on my Instagram, um, I'll let you guys all know when I get results back. Um, obviously, you know, I hope that they're negative, but as soon as I get negative results back, I can go back to work, which I'm very anxious to do because starting a new job and getting two weeks in and then being like, Oh wait, now you have to stay home. Um, that's not ideal. I mean, yesterday was nice to be able to relax, but now today, even though like I don't feel good, I just feel this sense of guilt and like I don't like sitting and laying around. Like even when I'm sick, I'll tend to be somebody who like makes my recovery time um, probably a little longer than it should be because I don't like to just sit down and rest. So just wanted to share with you guys the realness of waiting on a COVID test right now before we dive into uh, leadership. All right. So again, if you remember from last week's episode, um, all of this content is being pulled from and repurposed from the virtual conference that I attended back in May, the Rise Live conference, which is put on by the Hollis Company. And 
again, so the four pillars of courage um, that Rachel talked about was mindset, which we talked about last week, and consistency and confidence. And then today we're going to dive into leadership. And I was thinking about this when I was um, taking my son for a walk this morning, and I was thinking of the different ways in which I am a leader. And I thought, you know, definitely the most prominent one that comes to mind is to to my son. As my son's mother, I am a leader. Um, I was entrusted to lead him and care for him. And I just, I love the idea and the, just the belief, I guess, that I was entrusted to take care of him and we were entrusted to be this special sort of team, um, you know, by God himself. He was given to me and I was given to him for a very specific reason. And that's a good reminder on the hard days. But it also, I have to remind myself that, you know, he's watching me and I am an example to him um, every day in every way. And then again, the the other person, obviously in my immediate life, in my immediate um, household, I guess is probably a better term, um, would be to my spouse. Um, I am a leader to my husband and in our marriage. But I also believe that that is a role that is shared. I think that it's important to say that my husband also carries that responsibility as well. Um, Like we both have to understand that we are modeling the behavior that we want our child, our little boy um, to, to emulate. And also we have to model the behavior that we want each other to, to give and to receive to one another. And I think that, I think I shared this in a previous episode, but you know, marriage is never truly, um, ever 50, 50. Some, some days one spouse is able to give 80% and the other spouse is able to give 20. That aligns perfectly with this concept of on some days, I may be that 80%. So therefore, on some days, I'm the leader in the marriage. But then on other days, if I'm having a hard day, a rough mental day, and I have to pull back in, I can only give 20, then I'm the follower and my husband has to take the reins and he's the leader. And I love that that's one partnership where the role of leadership can um, kind of rotate. I like that concept of you slide in and out of that role just as as needed. Um, and then another way that I saw myself as a leader was at my job. And this isn't even just at my new job. Um specifically, you know, any type of work that you do. And I think it's important to note that you don't need to be a manager or a boss to consider yourself a leader within your workplace. And I say that because something that uh, Rachel said during this conference was just because you're a boss doesn't mean you're a leader. And I mean, seriously, guys, like think about that. How many bosses or managers or supervisors have you had in your life or worked for 
that weren't good leaders? Unfortunately, I think the answer is probably a lot. Sometimes just because somebody has that title doesn't mean that they have the best leadership qualities. Now, there are some that are absolutely great, but I'm just saying that don't necessarily think that your title is connected to the fact that you can be or cannot be a good leader at work. I have no managerial status um, at my at my new job, but that doesn't mean that the attitude that I take in and out of work every single day and the uh, work ethic that I produce can't be an example to all those around me that I can't um, emulate or be an example of what a good leader and just what a good worker in general um, does and how they perform. And then one other way that I was thinking in how I am a leader and what capacity I am a leader is through this podcast. And I think that this kind of comes with the whole entrepreneurial, is that a word? Entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial mindset. Um, You know, lots of times people who are natural leaders, people who want to be their own bosses, people who want to own their own businesses, right? That tends to be one and the same. And I definitely consider myself to be um, somebody who fits that mold. And through this podcast, you know, I hope that I am on my way there. And I think that when I'm doing these podcasts and when I'm recording these episodes, um, I'm truly realizing that it's not about me, but it's about you. Like it's about you guys, my listeners, um, because if it was about me and if I was doing this for me, um, I don't know that I would necessarily show up every single week like I have been for, oh my gosh, three months now. This is my 12th episode. And... Okay, I guess I should take that back. I'm, I would be lying if I said that I'm not doing this for myself at all because it does give me such joy and satisfaction to, to watch my download numbers increase and to create a community of courageous mamas and just build a safe place for us women to be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I have somebody to relate to. But I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that it is so important that I put you guys, my listeners, before myself, that I'd be like, okay, this is about them, and then it's about me, and that I have that order and that that mental mentality as I go through and do this, because truly, that's what keeps me coming back, and that is what a good leader does is they put their their team, their flock, their family, their tribe, whatever word you want to use, they put them first. One of the exercises that Rachel had us do during the conference was to make a list of uh, leadership qualities that we admire. This was literally just, you know, like a little brainstorming session and some of these qualities that that I wrote down um, included humble, caring, respectful, somebody who has a vision, um, 
They're intelligent. They're real. They're raw. They have confidence. They're strategic. They are transparent and encouraging. And then what she had us do was dive a little bit deep and get a little bit personal and identify what we believed were the best qualities within ourself. And this one I couldn't come up with as many <laughs> qualities, but I did come up with five qualities of myself that I believed were A, positive qualities, and then you know B, qualities that uh, illuminate that of a leader were I have a bubbly personality, a positive attitude, I am organized, I am understanding or empathetic, and I am transparent. And I encourage you to do just a similar type of exercise. Um, I mean, even go ahead, pause this podcast right now um, or jot something down in your notes on your phone um, and just think, what are those qualities either in yourself or if you don't see yourself as a leader, that's okay. Think about somebody in your life who you do see as a leader and what are those qualities that they possess that you admire or... What are the qualities that, in your opinion, make them a leader? I mean, do you believe that somebody needs to be intelligent to be a leader? Do you believe that somebody needs to have confidence to be a leader? Do you believe that somebody needs to be transparent to be a leader? Those are things that I believe, but they might not necessarily be what is important for you. Two of the qualities that um, that Rachel said were important tools, so I guess you could call them qualities or tools, um, but two of them that were important to be able to lead well were to be a servant, be a servant leader, be a servant in your leadership styles, and to be able to communicate the hard things. And then what I loved was that she broke down each of those uh, two tools and three specific ways that you can do them. And I'm going to put this in the show notes for you guys just because I feel like it gives a little better uh, visualization of it. But so the again, the two, two main tools or two key qualities to help you lead or be the best leader that you can right now. And again, this could be leading your family. This could be leading your network marketing team. This could be leading your coworkers at work. This could just be um, leading yourself, leading yourself to become a better version of yourself during this quarantine. They are being a servant leader in being able to communicate the hard things. And three specific ways that you can be a great servant leader are number one, practice empathy. Somebody who is just your your understanding, you're able to to get down onto somebody's level and you know just empathize with how they are feeling. Number two would be create hope. This is a crazy world we are living in right now and it can feel hopeless. So somebody who can create hope during a time like this can definitely be somebody who we can just call a natural leader. And then number three would be use your strengths to meet the needs of others. 
So you find where somebody else is weak or where somebody else um, may be falling short. And then you see how you can take your strengths to match that and help overcome that. I guess overcome is probably a better term to use there. So how can you use your strengths to overcome the weaknesses or the needs of your team, of your spouse, of your child? Think about that. I love that. All right, then to to the second uh, tool that she talked about was being able to communicate the hard things and three ways that we can communicate the hard things in leadership is number one, creating a plan. A lot of times I feel like people don't like plans. I mean, I guess this depends on what type of personality you have, right? What type of Enneagram, what Enneagram number are you? I am the type of person who I like to have a plan. But lots of times the plan, the strategic type of um, outline, that tends to be the hard nitty gritty stuff that people steer away from. But that's why that's under communicating the hard things. It's a hard thing, but it's a necessary thing. Number two would be set clear expectations. If you are leading people, they need to know what you want and what you expect of them, what you need from them. In a sense, this is where over-communication probably comes in, right? Isn't it better always to over-communicate than under-communicate? You want to be crystal clear versus having like murky, muddy understanding. And then this third point um, under how we can communicate uh, better as leaders is my absolute favorite. And it says, ask questions and then listen to the answers. I'm going to say that again. Ask questions and listen to the answers. I feel like so often we, yes, we ask questions, We ask open-ended questions. We ask closed-ended questions. We ask questions that we we're like, we we genuinely want to know what the answer is. We genuinely want to know. I might ask a question of my of my community on my social media. I might ask your guys' opinions on something. But if I don't genuinely take to heart what you all have to say, why did I even ask the question in the first place? I just think that that's so deep. That's so powerful. And this, I feel like you can literally use in every aspect, in every relationship of your life. And whether you see yourself as the leader or the follower, I mean, think about your your relationship with your, your spouse or your significant other. You ask your spouse a question. Hey, babe, is there anything that I can do to help you today. Is there anything that you would like to do this weekend that would make it relaxing, more relaxing for you? And if you ask those questions, but then you don't really listen to the answers or you don't take into consideration what they have to say, that that's pointless. But if you really listen to what they have to say, then guess what might happen? They might do the same for you. And then when we really listen to each other and when we really um, take into consideration what the other person needs, 
we become servant leaders. We are serving one another, seeing what the other person needs and wants. And if I'm trying to give you what you want and need, then naturally somebody's probably going to turn around and try to give me what I want and need as well. And this is so true for our children as well. Even our, even our little ones. I hope that that makes sense. I feel like I kind of went on like a little bit of a crazy tangent trying to pack so much information <laughs> into a short amount of time because there's so many different facets of leadership and so many different qualities and so many different ways in which you know we as women are leaders in our lives. I want to leave you with this uh, this quote that Rachel said when she was talking about leadership during the conference, and that was, um, "Being a leader takes work. It is not for the weak, and it is not for everyone." And I say that for two reasons. One is because if you aren't a leader or don't see yourself as a leader, that's okay because we can't have leaders if we didn't have followers, right? And I also say it because if you do see yourself as a leader or you aspire to be a leader in any aspect or any area of your life, good for freaking you because it's hard work. It is a heavy weight to carry and it is not for the weak. Like she says, it is not for everyone. It can't be for everyone. So for my leaders out there, for my leader mamas, my leader entrepreneurs, my leaders of teams, leaders in your relationships, in your marriages, if you it's if it's your turn right now in the marriage to be the leader, you've got this. Like you are a strong ass woman and you can lead a family, you can take lead in your marriage, you can take lead in the workplace. You've got this. I encourage you to share this with a girlfriend, share this with somebody who you believe can be a amazing leader, somebody who you who you just know just needs that little bit of reassurance that, yes, I see the different qualities of uh, leadership within you. And I look forward to having you guys uh, hop on the, uh, the next few weeks for these interviews that I have coming up that I'm very excited about. And um, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for checking out the Chasing Courage podcast. If you vibed with this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it on social media and tagged the show. That way I can thank you for helping me build a community of confident and courageous mamas. If you have questions or feedback, feel free to send me a DM. I make a point to respond to each and every one. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. But until then, what will you chase today?